You're listening to Stimulus Tech Talk, a conversation-based podcast created by Stimulus Technologies that covers a range of topics related to business and technology. Welcome to Stimulus Tech Talk. I am Sherry Lip, Marketing Manager at Stimulus Technologies. And today we have a very special episode for you. We're going to be sharing with you a presentation we did on artificial intelligence and how it impacts your business and how businesses can protect themselves. This might be a little longer than our normal podcast, but it's a very exciting, informative, and entertaining presentation. So I hope you enjoy it. And so today we're going to be talking about uh, AI and how it affects your business. So I'm going to turn it over to our CEO, Nathan Whitaker. Great. Thanks, Sherry. I appreciate everybody joining us today. Um, As Sherry mentioned, our topic for our webinar this month is on artificial intelligence and um, ways that you can use it in your business and also how to protect yourself from it. So um, this has been interesting for me, uh, definitely a different topic than I've presented before. Uh, you know, generally we're talking about cybersecurity and, and how to use uh, different tools inside your business. And, you know, events or artificial intelligence has been a big topic in the news recently. And I wanted to get something out there uh, for everyone on, you know, where it's at, current state of the industry and, you know, really how to better use it inside your businesses. So what we're going to be talking about today um, is uh, practical ways to use AI um, inside your business. And be talking about content writing, uh, researching and forecasting and automation. Those are the three main topics that we'll cover on the usefulness of AI. And then we're going to talk about uh, different things that you can do inside your companies to protect yourself from the threats of AI. So uh, as Sherry mentioned, if you guys have any questions, um, you know, feel free to put those in the chat. Uh, Sherry will be moderating them and um, um, I'll ask you guys some questions. We'll do some interaction as we go along here too uh, to help us out. So let's get started. Um, oh, and fi- one final thing is I do have a gift at the end, uh, as I usually do in these webinars. So hang on until the end to get your free gift. So a little bit about me. Uh, I've been in technology for over 28 years now. Um, and uh, thank you, Ellie, for the happy birthday. Today is actually my birthday. Um so I've been uh, been doing this for a long time. I have a bachelor's and master's degree in computer science, and I started Stimulus Technologies in 1995. My goal is, is to help people um, better use technology inside their company and improve their lives. And I've worked with over 500 companies uh, all over the country, uh, written software, deployed internet services. And I'm excited to announce I have a forthcoming book uh, coming out called The CEO's Digital Survival Guide. And that will be released in October this year. I'm very excited about that. So let's talk a little bit about what is AI and really why am I talking about it? Um, you know, definitely a topic in the news. Um, been, you know, if you research anything that's going on in, in the technology industry, AI is really the topic. So let's start a little bit on definitions. Um, so artificial intelligence uh, or AI is really, you know, uh, kind of a broad topic. And um, it's basically saying, you know, it's a development of computer technology or computer systems that can perform tasks just like humans would. Um, Different ways of doing that, it could be through speech, written language, visual perception, um, some decision-making. And it basically, you know, 
computers are des designed in a way that they can operate as a human intelligence would be. Um, there are some aspects of AI that we need to consider. And, and the first one is machine learning. Um, you know, in the past, like I said, my degree is in computer science. Um, you know, generally, when we program systems, um, the software developer, the programmer would write all the algorithms, all the functions of the system. And AI is a bit different that we're allowing the computers to learn for themselves. Not everything has to be programmed directly. And so the computers you know, create these neural networks that allow them to adapt and learn uh, based off of the algorithms that they were originally programmed with. Um, so that's kind of the first iteration of AI. The second iteration uh, is, is called deep learning, where the computers actually go further in that and build their own neural networks um, so that they can process and um, get more information just like humans would based off of prior information. So if we look at the history of AI, you know, that we've been experimenting as computer scientists with uh, artificial intelligence um, since the 1940s, 1950s. And, um, you know, different different types of AI. Um, and, you know, in the 1990s, we moved into the machine learning where, um, you know, computers could learn and develop uh, information without having this, you know, like I said, it be specifically programmed to do that. But what's really changed is in the last few years is this idea of, of deep learning, uh, building these neural networks um, that are computer-based that the, the computers are able to gather significant amount of information and process it in a way that is more human-like, uh, a more intelligence as it moves forward. And so that's what's really causing um, you know, the news today. So, you know, we look at some of the articles, I pulled some recent things um, in the last uh, few weeks that have come out on AI. Um, the big one, and we're going to be talking about a lot today is ChatGPT. You probably heard of that. Um, you know, that's that's a big topic because we're seeing um, companies like Microsoft that are investing billions of dollars into AI. Um, you know, there's other companies that, uh, you know, and we'll talk about it towards the end of uh, Tesla, um, their self-driving algorithms are using AI. Um, the government is putting research dollars into AI. These big tech corporations are putting, you know, again, billions of dollars into AI competing with, with it. And, and you know, the positive and negative news articles that are out there, you know, how AI is, you know, helping enhance content writing, which we'll talk about, or help enhance business or our lives. But on the other side of it is, you know, you've probably seen or heard stories about ChatGPT or BARD or, or being um, like berating other people um, as they were communicating with them. So, um, and we'll talk about the reasons why that happens as uh, towards the end of the webinar also is, you know, why these systems are, are doing that. So definitely um, a lot of things out there in AI. Uh, ChatGPT is definitely the newsmaker right now, but there's definitely, there's a lot of other um, systems out there and you probably interacted with some AI systems um, in the past. So you know, some various AI platforms that I wanted to bring up um, as we get going here. ChatGPT, um, that's the one we're going to be talking about a, uh, quite a bit throughout the webinar here. And ChatGPT is a natural language AI interface uh, developed by a company called OpenAI. And it allows you to communicate with the system uh, just like you would type in uh, naturally. And it is able to interpret uh, natural language and re and 
communicate back to you in, in natural language. Um, not to be outdone, Google um, has uh, their own AI interface called BARD, uh, very similar to ChatGPT, and uh, that is their interface. Um, but some different ones that are out there, and we'll we'll talk about uh, maybe ways to use these in your business. Uh, Ross is a conversational chatbot um, backend. Um, that's probably you've um, you've been probably used Rasa, um, you know, through a vendor or through a company before, because a lot of big corporations are using this as an inf- ability to create these chatbots. Um, Dolly, uh, we're going to be talking about that. That's an image generation. Um, system developed also by OpenAI. Uh, another business tool that I think that's interesting is Seamless.ai. It's a sales and marketing automation um, system. And then finally, we'll talk about a little bit uh, Fireflies AI and how to use this, um, call it a digital assistant inside your business. So, you know, as we go through here, let's let's talk about one, I think, way to use AI that I find interesting. And I've actually used this um, as over the last couple of months. And the first one is content writing. Um, You know, I just finished writing a book. Uh, It took me a year uh, of writing uh, almost every day for for about the last year to write this book. It's a a lot of work uh, to produce content, especially um, the research behind it and and um, all the information that you have to gather to con- you know, write this content. And what I discovered as I was writing this book is I would often get a writer's block. You know, it's it's basically you sit down, there's a topic you want to write about, but man, it's sometimes so hard to get started. And this writer block is a, definitely a phenom- phenomenon that many writers experience and, you know, their stories that, you know, prolific writers, you know, have years that are not able to produce anything new. And what I found that ChatGPT, um, especially in um, writing content, and and I didn't use ChatGPT to write any of my book that came out after I finished my content, which is kind of funny. Um, But it is a way to produce topics um, to write about. So um, you can gather ideas and and we'll give some examples here in a minute um, how to use this. But it is a way to gather ideas um, about topics that you can write about. And then you can actually input uh, a topic and it will give you related topics to that. So if you're writing uh, blog articles, news articles, um, content pieces, things like that, that inside your company, but you're, you don't know where to start. Chat GPT can provide some, uh, topic content. The other thing is, is research. Um, you can use chat GPT to pull information or, you know, request information that it has in its database, uh, to research and, and, uh, pull that information together. So just like you were, you know, asking an expert, it's more of a nat- natural language interface. I think over the years, all of us have, you know, used search engines online, um, to, you know, to gather information or, or provide relevant content. But a lot of times that interface is rather clunky. It can be difficult uh, to use and you have to get the right search terms. Whereas chat DPT allows you to, you know, write it in a sentence, write it in a natural form, and then, um, you know, request more information back and forth out of it. Um, you have to be careful and I'll talk uh, towards the end, but, you know, oftentimes the information isn't 100% correct. So, when you when you're pulling information or doing content research, it's really um, important to go and verify that information, and um, don't use it 
you know, don't use wrong sources. Uh, definitely in the news, if you research this, you know, kids using, um, you know, chat GPT to write essays and things like that. And, you know, it's like 80 to 90% correct, but sometimes it pulls in just like wrong information completely. So you have to be very careful about it. And I think it's, as a content research, you almost have to be an expert or somewhat expert on the topic to identify what information is incorrect as you're doing that. And I, the AI models constantly improving and, and we'll talk about where they're getting the information from um, towards the end. But, you know, the, it, it will improve over time. But right now, um, the cautionary tale is, is you, you know, when you're doing this research or creation, um, you know, make just verify the information. And then, you know, it can write content for you. Um, it can write articles, short paragraphs, uh, headlines, uh, emails, topics, things like that. It can it can help you write all of that. Um, the other thing that is interesting is it can rephrase, expand, and summarize. So if you have something, um, let's say you've personally written an article or, or um, an email or content piece, you can put that in ChatGPT and ask it to improve that content for you too. Um, so the other thing that it can do is uh, help you edit and proofread content. So ChatGPT can also assist in like finding grammar, syntax errors, spelling errors, things like that. Um, it can also improve clarity and flow of it. Um, so very interesting ways. So let's let's try it out. Let's see what this looks like. So let me pull up um, ChatGPT here. And um, any questions to before I get started uh, out there, Sherry? No questions so far. Okay. Well, hopefully there's some questions as we get as we get going. So, um, so I let's say you're a company, you're you're a real estate uh, agent in Las Vegas, and you have a uh, blog that you um, that you write about, and you know as as. You know, it's hard to come up with new topics all the time. So um, what we're going to do is this is a chat GPT interface. Um, it, you can go to log into chat GPT. You go to uh, chat.openai.com. Uh, you can create an account and uh, get started right now. You know, chat GPT is free unless you want to upgrade to um, their plus version, uh, which gives you priority. But from my experience, um, you know, if you're just experimenting, trying to figure out what's going on, the free version is perfectly fine. So um, I came up with this idea. Um, let's say I'm a real estate agent and I want to write a blog article. So we're going to ask it um, first off, you know, imagine that you're you're talking to another person or you're talking to an assistant or whatever it may be, you know, somebody that's going to help you write this. Um, so um, you got to give it some context to start with. So I, I gave it some context here. I'm, I'm writing content for a blog about a real estate trends in Las Vegas. I mean, it, it's just natural language. And then I'm going to ask it to do something for me. Please provide five topics that would be interesting for readers that are looking to buy a house. So a detailed topic um, that I want, and so we'll see. I mean, this is a live demo. Let's see what um, let's see what ChatGPT comes up with. So, um, you know, it's a friendly uh, friendly answer here. Certainly, here are five interesting topics about real estate trends in Las Vegas that would be engaging to readers looking to buy a house. Um, so, it's uh, got five topics here. Um, and uh, let's say we want to use uh, one of these one of these topics here. So um, anybody out there want want a specific topic? Maybe throw it in the in the chat here um, that we would like ChatGPT to write about. 
don't know, Sherry, what do you think? What should we write about here today? Good. Somebody put, oh, number four. Number four. Okay, so navigating the Las Vegas housing market to sort of first-time home buyers. So we're gonna. I'm gonna just quickly copy and paste here. I'm gonna say, um, please write a 500-word blog article about. And then I'm just gonna copy the topic it came up with. So the title is Navigating the Las Vegas Housing Market to First-Time Home Buyers. And so it's going to write an introduction paragraph, uh, about 50 words. And uh, the Las Vegas housing market offers a wealth of opportunities for first-time home buyers, but navigating this dynamic market can be overwhelming. It's going to go on, uh, give some points here, you know, real, realistic budget, market conditions, prioritizing your needs and wants. Um, attaining a pre-approval for your mortgage and working with an experienced real estate agent. And then it's going to write a con conclusion. Um, so that's, that's the article. I mean, it's, it's in a few words um, or, you know, just a few requests. It wrote a pretty detailed article that, um, you know, that you could use for your blog. Um, we'll talk towards the end uh, a little bit about the copyright, um, you know, implications of this, because, you know, technically this is new content. You know, AI is generating this for us. It isn't um, it isn't pulled from everywhere. There's not any you know, information that is just copying and pasting. Um, this is, you know, the AI system has a neural network that has all this information and it's generating fresh content every time you ask this. Um, but as you always would, you know, it's important if you're using it to generate content like this is to go back through and make it work for you and work for what you're doing inside your business. So I wouldn't ever suggest just copying and pasting um, this into your blog um, or sending this out via email because um, it might not be, uh, as Ken's saying here, it might not be legal. It might not be a hundred percent, and so you got to be be very careful um, about this. So, kind of going back to the writer's block idea here is, you know, this gives you a very good way to start um, your content and then make sure you modify it and make it work for what you're doing. Um, you know, if you're if you're uncomfortable with it, what it's saying, um, you could say like, um, you know, we'll we'll take uh, maybe this one, like obtain a pre-approval for the mortgage, and maybe I want it to explain a little bit more on that. Um, explain a little more on how to obtain pre-approval for a mortgage. So let's say we want to, you know, have a little bit more detail on that. Again, we can ask it to you know, provide some more detail and um, definitely a different way. But, you know, the question is, is, is all this information correct? Is, you know, it's giving some information about getting W-2s and pay stubs and, and debt and things like that. So all this information not, might not be 100% correct. So you need to be a, a somewhat of an expert in this area to ensure that the information you're putting out there is correct. So, um, so interesting way of using ChatGPT to generate content. Um, let's go back here. So, um, 
I sometimes switching back and forth here. So if you notice, I, I have some uh, pictures in here um, throughout the presentation that I've done so far. And one of the things, one of the interesting uh, concepts right now is this uh, dolly or, or art creation or video and graphic creation. So ChatGPT is specifically um, text-based uh, content creation, whereas Dolly is also by um, OpenAI, and it can generate images at the pixel level, um, as it says here, from from textual prompts. So it's a natural language interface that you can request Dolly to create um, text or images based off of your textual representation. So, um, like this one here, I I ask Dolly to create an impressionist art. Uh, image of a person playing a guitar and that's uh it came up with four images and that's one of the images that it created um i asked this one this was uh, my company's logo is a penguin and i also enjoy flying and um i asked uh, dolly to create a sci-fi style image of a linux penguin flying a biplane around a surreal planet um i'm not an artist by any means um and it's very interesting to see, you know, what content with my prompts and this artificial intelligence created. Not exactly what I asked it to do. Um, definitely a, a work in progress. Um, but it's interesting to see, you know, what, you know, I have an impression, an idea, and what kind of content uh, from an image standpoint can be created here. So um, Dolly is not free currently, so you do have to buy some credits. It's pretty inexpensive, but uh, I think it's it's interesting to play around with this too as a, uh, a way to generate some novel content. Um, so let's see, uh, is there a question, Sharon? Yeah, um, question is for this kind of created content, especially when it comes to art, but also in the written content. It's one of the one of the factors in the current writer's strike. Is what is the copyright implications when you're not you're telling it kind of what to create, but you're not creating it? Yeah, sure. That's that is the million dollar or billion dollar question right now. Um, I'll get into it towards the end, but uh, certainly um, it is a problem because um, you know there's this there's this question whether or not um, it is you know new content. Uh, who actually owns the content? Is it um, is it the content creator? Is it you know me, me, the person asking the prompt, or is it the company that is creating the content? Um, I was reading a news article and researching this today that uh, recently the artist Grimes, um, she's a singer, um, has a an AI um, uh, platform that you can upload. Um, your voice and, and your music and words, and it will generate that content in her tone through AI in her voice. And um, she's saying that she'll split the, the production 50-50 for the copyright. So um, it is interesting, you know, different concepts that, that artists are using or, or different businesses are using. And then the question is, is who, who eventually owns that content? So is, is this image that I created, I have posted here, is that mine? Is that my novel con content? Is it Dolly's? Um, and those are questions that are gonna have to be answered probably in the court of, court of law, so.
Um, Ken, I, I see you in the chat here, you said MidJourney uh, is very similar to Dolly. So there's definitely plenty of platforms out there. I haven't used MidJourney um, yet, but it's it's definitely interesting. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, market research and forecasting. So this is a, another area, ChatGPT and these AI systems are uh, potentially um, a, a good tool inside of your business to use. Um, so, you know, um, as, as I'm doing, I'm doing an AI presentation. So I wanted to ask, um, chat GPT, how to use, um, uh, chat GPT to do market research. And this is a question I ask, and this is the responses it gave. So why not use chat GPT for, for this? Um, so it says, yeah, sure. We can uh, do market research for small business. And these are different ways to do it. So the first one is, is customer service. Um, so uh, this was an interesting answer because I didn't ask it about chatbots, but um, but it can be used as a, as a chatbot, which I will get into a little bit later in the uh, in the present in the presentation. But it can be used to to gather information from customers and uh, provide assistance back to customers. So that is a way to do it, and that ha would have to be done through what's called the API interface. And I'll talk about that a little bit later in the uh, the presentation about APIs. Um, this one I thought was interesting, uh, surveys. Uh, ChatGPT can um, create surveys, uh, just like we were doing, you know, creating uh, content before, you can ask it to create surveys and questions to collect data. And ChatGPT is very good about creating questions and creating headlines. It's probably as good or better, um, maybe the, even than humans with the right, um, with the right knowledge because it has all this information on psychology and neurosciences and everything built into it so that it can create very specific surveys to get the answers and feedback. Um, the other thing is, is you can use it to, um, when you uh, get survey responses back, you can actually submit those into ChatGPT and it will compile the data back for you. So that's an interesting way of doing it. Um, it will also look at um, trend analysis. Um, so if you you can put information into it, and, and I'll talk in a minute, some of the information in chat GPT is quite old, um, so it might not be current. So you can't ask it to specifically say, you know, what's the current market demand for something in Las Vegas? If you're trying to open up, I, I tried to ask it some questions like if I wanted to open up a dental practice in Las Vegas, Nevada, how many dental offices are available and would it be a good market? And, and it doesn't show you that information because it's not current, but it can help you develop strategies that will um, provide a good trend going forward. Um, you can do competitive analysis. So if you want to analyze um, customer feedback, it will look for reviews online, uh, maybe areas where your competitors are um, could, you know, where you you compare against your competitors. Um, if you have like white papers and things like that, you could compare those two together. And so you have to feed it some information for it to get some analysis back, but it is definitely a way, um, an interesting way to use ChatGPT to do a competitive analysis. And then finally, um, product development. Uh, which is interesting to get feedback and ideas about products. Just like we were writing with the blog, um, you can um, put information into ChatGPT and ask it to produce some insights into product ideas and features that are out there. Um, so as I mentioned before, um, you know, using ChatGPT uh, from the text-based interface we were just using uh, a minute ago, 
Um, it, it isn't as robust as using the application programming interface. Um, and so a lot of these systems are, you know, in beta right now and they're, they're in trial and to get, you know, real good functionality out of them. Um, most people are using API interfaces to get much better results. So, um, you know, that, and that requires some computer programming skills uh, to do it. Uh, the other thing um, to, to improve responses from ChatGPT, you do have to give it, um, you know, some background as I did. Um, you, ask, you have to ask it to do something for you um, and then provide additional details uh, around it and then ask for a response. And then you can ask it for more detail like what we did. So it's kind of a cycle of how to improve ChatGPT responses to get the information you want. Um, so interesting, interesting way to use ChatGPT content creation research. Um, but you know, you have to understand what it's good at and what it's not. So automation. Um, and here's another image that I created by Dolly. Hopefully we aren't replaced by robots in the future, but uh, there are things that we can do um, you know, using AI to improve automation. Um, if anybody's ever heard of or driven a, a Tesla, um, they have the full self-driving mode that's available. And, and one of the things that's interesting about um, Tesla and the AI is previously they've been using AI pretty much to do, um, you know, the visual recognition and things like that, but they're, but not decision-making. And in the new version, um, they're going to start using AI to produce or to make better decisions um, around the driving side of things. So, you know, Tesla is obviously fully, um, you know, committed to using AI inside their company and, you know, it's improving what they're doing. Um, uh, this came out just yesterday that uh, ordering companies are using AI to improve uh, ordering process um, through their drive-throughs. And, you know, if you've ever, uh, if you ever done, you know, checked out or bought anything recently, uh, Amazon is using AI, um, any of these companies that are selling you products are using AI to, you know, understand your purchasing habits and um, make sure you're getting, um, you know, selling you products as you would want. Um, the other article that I thought was really interesting is they're saying that ChatGPT um, is better at predicting financial markets than um, than uh, financial analysts are. And then, you know, this is another article I pulled up about uh, is AI coming for coders. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just interesting. So this brought me to the question is, is what, what areas um, of businesses could AI potentially eventually replace workers? Um, uh, Ken mentioned that Wendy's is uh, also... Um, you know, using AI to replace or in their drive-through systems. So it's interesting. I mean, these companies are doing it. So, um, so different areas, uh, coding programmers, data analysts, uh, definitely an area where AI can either enhance or replace workers. Um, you know, you can ask chat GPT to generate code for you as a programmer and it's pretty good at it surprisingly. And, and these companies are looking to integrate that to help, 
you know, programmers to better produce code. Um, one note, if, if anybody on here is a programmer, um, don't just accept the code, you know, straight out, make sure you use it in a test environment, understand what the code's supposed to be doing, as with anything here, because it's not 100%, it's still in beta. Um, you know, content creation. So any anybody that's in writing, um, in journalism, advertising, um, I think it's right now an enhancement. Um, but, you know, there's talk that this could potentially eventually replace workers, um, you know, maybe um, lower skilled or lower level workers. Um, again, analysis side, legal assistance, paralegals, um, you know, looking at briefs and things like that is a, another area where um, where people could be enhanced or replaced. Market research, we did some of that. Uh, this was interesting. Teaching, can AI uh, replace teachers? Um you know, potentially there's, you know, you can use chat GPT to research and study and learn. Um, could it eventually replace, um, replace teachers? You know, definitely something that, uh, you know, to be talked about in the future. Um, financial analysts, stock traders already mentioned that as, as um, you know, they're using chat GPT to do analysis based off of headlines. Um, graphic designers, um, obviously the art that I'm showing in here isn't perfect, but it's definitely a way to enhance um, what graphic designers are doing. Um, analyzing big information, so accounting, CPA, tax returns, um, and then customer service agents and service coordinators. Um, as we mentioned, like uh, Wendy's, Carl's Jr., Hardee's, they're looking to replace these order takers with AI. So, you know, for small businesses, and a lot of that right now is being used by biz, big businesses that have the, you know, the ability to, um, you know, utilize this technology and develop this technology. But there are a few things that as small businesses you can use today um, that are um, AI. So I mentioned Seamless.ai um, is, a, is a prospecting tool out there that allows you to gather information on um on companies, and it uses AI to um, to base around the searches you've done in the past to produce other content. So it, it scours the web to see who works at different locations, provide your phone numbers, email addresses, and uh, you know companies use that to telemarket to you or send you spam. Um, but maybe you know you as a company want to use that to find um, new prospects. So Seamless.ai AI is a great tool, I think, for small businesses out there. Um, another one is, uh, as I mentioned, Rasa is, is a tool that uh, integrates with a bunch of different platforms. So if you're using Slack or uh, Teams or any of these um, any of these tools, it can integrate and be the backend uh, chatbot to provide um, support and services. You do have to program the system. It isn't like you can buy the software and place it on your website. Um, there is definitely some development of it, but it's um, it's a, it's an ecosystem to develop these. Uh, tools that you can potentially enhance or replace employees uh, with it too. Um, and then the final tool that I thought that was interesting um, is fireflies.ai. So uh, a lot of us are in meetings. I know, you know, I'm, I sit in meetings all day long. Um, fireflies is a uh, note taker and transcriptionist. So you can use it uh, and it integrates with a lot of different platforms, uh, Teams, Zoom, uh, Slack, um, you know, these systems that we're doing meetings in right now. Um, it, it can take all those notes, generate that information for you so you don't have to do it. So it's a way to improve meetings and it integrates with a lot of systems that we're commonly using today. 
So all this is great. It's all fun and games until hackers get involved. Um, you know, hackers with any new technology are, and, and when I say hackers, I'm, I'm saying the, the black hat, the bad hackers, um, you know, it, it's used for good and it's used for bad. And, and there's definitely people that are, are using it for bad. And so, you know, just pulling up some recent headlines out here, um, you know, I, a couple of days ago, the White House, um, um, you know, is putting money into challenging hackers to break AI to see, um, you know, what implications there are. Um, definitely in cybersecurity, AI is a big concern. Um, that there's you know a lot of problems out there related to cybersecurity and and using hackers to um, to enhance this. So um, and I'll get into a demo of how hackers might use AI to improve what they do. So first of all, let's let's kind of step back for a minute, rewind to kind of the beginning of the presentation to understand the implications of AI. So the first part of it is where did ChatGPT get all this knowledge from? And it's a system called Common Crawl. Um, most of ChatGPT's information currently is based off of information prior to 2021. Uh, but Common Crawl is a content aggregator that's uh, scoured um, this common use or common knowledge information and they scour 3.15 billion web pages and other content to create this neural network that chat gpt uses and so the question is is um you know what is what are the implications of of this you know this information that is gathered over time all this knowledge that it has and you know, the Sherry asked this question in the beginning is what is, um, you know, related to copyright. Um, so U.S. Patent Trademark Office um, ask OpenAI to comment on it. What what are the implications? What what is it about? And so they said their response were three points um, under the current law and their understanding that AI systems is fair use. So or training AI systems is fair use. So it's it's like you reading a book, you going to a web page. Um, it's basically a computer doing the same. Other people have put this information out there. And so uh, the AI systems can read it. Um, so the, right now, there are some considerations uh, about this fair use doctrine and training AI systems, but they, they currently feel that it is fair use. But there is legal uncertainty about um, not just the training, but the content that AI systems have. And, and basically what they're saying, what, what they came up with is right now, AI training is fine and it's not illegal yet. And so that's the question. And then, then the next question is, is, you know, what, who owns that content in the end? Um, is it the company that produced it, the, the chat, the chat GPTs of the world, um, or is it the person that's interacting with them? And so, I think this is the the really critical question. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the industry that are saying, um, you know, it's great. It's it's good for, um, you know, for testing and ideas and things like that. But, you know, as businesses, especially the chat GPT and the bards and these things that are under heavy development right now, you know, we shouldn't rely on, on it as businesses. They're they're good for for assisting us. But there's there's a lot of legal implications around it. Uh, and you, if you go to like the Tesla case, you know, there's a lot of questions, especially if they're using AI to make decisions while driving rather than something programmed. Um, is it the AI's fault or the driver's fault if 
um, if the car makes a mistake. And so there's, you know, these, these will be tried in court um, over the next probably, you know, five to 10 years until we resolve that as a decision. So, so then the next question is, is how are, how are the bad guys using AI um, and exactly the same way that I told you all of you to use AI, you know, they're generating content, things like emails, websites, and they're convincing, um, you know, they're conv- creating very convincing content that is fake. Um, so let's talk about um, social engineering. And that's a big topic that I wrote about in my book. And I think it's a topic that all of us need to understand on hacking is, you know, there's definitely some implications around, you know, convincing social engineering is convincing somebody else to do something that necessarily wouldn't necessarily do. So we get a lot of, you know, emails out there um, that look like this. I don't know if you've ever received this email. Um, you know, a lot of misspellings, you know, good day, sir. You find a copy of the annual bonus in PDF. It's if it is right, I will process it today until 6 p.m. It will include your debit fees. Please open this PDF and verify things are right today. Thank you. And kindness misspelled wrong. I'm sure all of us have seen an email similar to this before. And you go, okay, obviously it's fake. Somebody's not going to do it. But let's say I'm a hacker sitting in a foreign country. um, And I, you know, this is the best I could do. But let's let's see. Let's see if I'm a hacker. And what would, uh, can ChatGPT help me out with this? So I'm going to start a new chat in ChatGPT here. And... um, Let's say um, I, I'm a hacker and I want to um, I want to improve this email. So I'm going to ask ChatGPT to help me out with this. So um, what I did here is I, I copied and pasted it. I'm going to ask it to do something for me. Please improve this email by rewriting it in a business formal tone. Write it from a perspective of an account manager for a sales company that is sending out a PDF with a yearly invoice. So and then I copied and pasted this misspelled. Uh, poorly produced email. And so let's see what uh, ChatGPT does for me as a hacker. So uh, now, rather than poorly worded, it says, Dear Sir, we hope this message finds you well. Attached to this email, you will find a copy of the annual bonus report in PDF format. We kindly request your prompt attention to review its contents. Should the report require any adjustments or corrections, we will be pleased to process them on behalf uh, until 5 p.m. today. Please be aware that any associated debit fees will be included in the final invoice. We kindly ask you to take time to open the attached PDF and verify the accuracy of the information provided. Your cooperation in this matter is greatly appreciated. Thank you for your attention and cooperation. Yours faithfully. My name, account manager, applies a sales company, outsource department, extension 382. So, you know, if you got this email, um, maybe not the dear sir, maybe if it said Nathan, um, you might read it, you know, it definitely is a lot different than the email up above here. So, um, so it's a way for hackers to improve uh, their way of doing it. And then let's just ask uh, ChatGPT to go a little bit further and give us a subject line. So please generate a catchy business appropriate subject for this email and ask it to increase the rate of people opening it. So Let's see what it says. Uh, important, your annual business report inside, take action today. That may be a little bit too pushy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna downrate this response and then I'm gonna ask it to regenerate again here. Um, 
important your annual bonus report action required. Maybe something uh, I might open up. Uh, let's try it one more time, see what it does. Important your annual business report and invoice inside action required. That's similar to the first one, but you know, it knows off of you know everything it's learned on you know neuroscience and linguistics that these are more likely to be opened by um, the recipient than before. So, you know, hackers are using this as a tool um, to generate uh, appropriate content. So um the last point here that I'm going to make on from hacking is is this idea of deep fake. And deep fake is um producing synthetic media whether it's video or audio that's manipulated to be in somebody else's likeness. Um this was going around a little bit ago. Let's watch this video real quick here that I thought was very interesting. Um hopefully that everybody can hear this. Let me just make sure that my share is I'm going to produce some audio. I'm going to stop the share and restart it here so that we can make sure we get audio as part of it. So there we go. By feeding a complicated computer program millions of images and sound bites, it can learn to do this. President Trump is a total and complete dip. Now, you see, I would never say these things, at least not in a public address, but someone else would. Someone like Jordan Peele. It's called a deep fake. We have the facts. Crafting realistic humanoids in video games or CGI movies used to take years of training, hundreds of people, and millions of dollars. But that's just not the case anymore. Today, with just a little facial mapping and powerful artificial intelligence, these sophisticated machine learning techniques are becoming accessible to people who don't necessarily have massive movie-making budgets. Usually, deepfakes are created to make unique videos, like making Nicolas Cage play Lois Lane in Superman, or putting Steve Buscemi's face on Jennifer Lawrence's body during a Golden Globe speech. I, I just like... It was just, I, this, was, this was very truly surprising for me. But as the technology advances and becomes more believable, worries abound. You can sort of see a trajectory develop where within a year or two, um, it's going to be really hard for a person to distinguish uh, between a real video and a fake video. And as deepfakes spread across online platforms, many have crept onto the darker parts of the internet. Famous singers and actors have been victims to pornographic deepfakes. And sites like Twitter, Reddit, and Pornhub have banned deepfake videos altogether. Deepfakes could very well be used against the U.S by hostile actors. Elections, political campaigns, and national security could all be at risk. How we move forward in the age of information is gonna be the difference between whether we survive or whether we become some kind of up dystopia. We know there are people out there that are trying to divide society, influence elections, and we know this capacity exists. So it's only logical that at some point someone's going to take the next step and sort of weaponize it. But don't fret. The U.S. Department of Defense is already working on ways to uncover whether a video or photo has been doctored in any way. Moving forward, we need to be more vigilant with what we trust from the Internet. It's a time when we need to rely on trusted news sources. Like USA Today, for a start. I'll certainly, you know, by feeding a it's it's very interesting to look at that. Um, you know, you, you see that video of uh, President Obama, and uh, it looks 
very real and um, definitely a consideration that we need to take that it's sometimes us as humans are not able to to spot this. And so how do you protect yourself and your business, um, you know, from these attacks that are potentially out there? And I think the first one is, is just to be aware, you know, you joining the webinar today uh, is a way for you to be aware that this this happens, you know, that, you know, the scammers are using AI to um, attack your company and your business and potentially disinformation out there in the news or in, you know, general media and things like that. So that's awareness, I think, is the first start of this. Uh, the second is is training your employees, um, you know, better, better and better training of your staff and your employees to identify and understand what uh, AI is and what it is not, how to use it properly and how to identify when it's used against you. Um, but I think in the end, I mean, just like that video of President Obama, I mean, it looked very real. And it would if you're just scanning through things, if you're scanning through emails, whatever it may be, it's sometimes very hard to tell the difference between the two. And so, you know, I, I highly recommend that companies, you know, look at using AI to detect AI. And that's what's really happening now is is using machine learning to identify AI and different ways that businesses should be doing this today is in email protection. Um, emails can, artificial intelligence can analyze the way you write emails and the way hackers write emails and uh, identify if it's real or not real content. And so these advanced security systems are out there to protect you. Um, the other, the next one is uh, manage, detect, and respond from endpoints. That's software that runs on all the computers in your system that are detecting um, attacks that are happening on it, and um, it's automated. It's AI. They're gathering information about attacks around the world. Um, and a lot more information than, you know, one security analyst or an IT person can know and what's going on. And so having that automation and, you know, AI to detect these threats and these attacks on your computer systems. And then, you know, this DNS filtering or just filtering and content protection in general of, you know, protecting your business from and, and your employees from going to sites that they shouldn't be going to um, and places on the Internet that uh, have you know, these content, this content and, and things um, that are going to harm your, or your company. And so my offer to you guys, um, you know, in your business, as you're thinking about AI is to do a, a comprehensive plan um, and analysis on where you're at inside your, your company. And so doing a security assessment and doing it regularly to identify where vulnerabilities are inside your company um, will help you protect yourself against um, against these attacks that are always happening in business. So first thing you need to know uh, about doing a security assessment is there's no obligation. We, we do it uh, for businesses because I'm in the business of helping other companies uh, protect themselves. And this is why we do these webinars. This is why we provide this information uh, is because we really want to help businesses um, protect themselves and then util utilize this technology and the technology to protect themselves. And then, you know, there's only certain businesses that uh, we can really help out. And so this is by application only. Um, so if you're interested in having an analysis done on your business, um, you can go out to our website, stimulustech.com slash cybersecurity-assessment, or there's this QR code um, there. 
and you can scan it and go out to that website. So if you're interested, um, this is my free gift to you guys today for joining us is uh, happy to do this assessment for you and, and talk to you a little bit more about AI and how to, how to use it in your business and protect yourselves um, and your company. So um, I want to thank everybody for your time today. I'll leave that QR code up there. Were, were there any other questions, uh, Sherry, from, from anybody out there? Um, you hit on some of the ones about um, the dangers and an impact on the job market. I think um, my question is anybody kind of getting into, we'll stick with our realm, the field of like they're wanting to get into programming. What do you think should, you know, a young person should be thinking about in terms of this? You know, I think as with all those uh, jobs that are out there that I listed as could be replaced by AI is, you know, there's a lot of, you know, base level jobs. Those ones that are are easy to replicate are the ones that are going to be replaced first. You know, it's your lower level customer service, order takers, um, basic content creation, things like that. And so I think anybody that's going into any field, whether it's technology or journalism or uh, legal accounting, um, all those fields were listed on that list. but it's not going to replace the experts in their field. You know, there's, there's a lot of people that when, when you're an expert, when you're really good at something um, you're going to produce content that AI won't ever be, be able to produce because to this point, it's, it's still not um, producing uh, new ideas and new concepts. It's relying on us to do that. Now that could change in the future, but certainly um, getting a good education um, and really becoming an expert on us on the topic will will improve um, your your chances of not getting replaced by AI and then learning how to use AI to enhance yourself. You know, that's that's the other part of it is is becoming familiar with these systems and and using it to enhance what you're doing. Any other questions today? No other questions on here. Well, excellent. Thank you all for joining us today. Appreciate it. And um, if you have any other questions, you can reach out to me or um, feel free to do that assessment. We can uh, set up some time to talk a little bit more. So, and have a great day.